0: Hey yo, welcome back to Normies Like Us. The podcast reminds you it's hip to be square. We have survived the Infinity Ward, grabbed the gauntlet, destroyed the stones with the stones, and now we're ready to talk all about Avengers Endgame. Whatever it takes.
1: Whatever it takes.
0: I more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. You could not live with your own failure. This is
1: the fight of our lives. Who hasn't been to space? us. Part of the journey is the end. This is going to work, Steve. I know it is. Because I don't know what
0: I'm going to do if it doesn't. yo, hey, oh, bad boys. Welcome back. Uh, once again, this is Normius Like Us talking Endgame. This is um, Iron Mike. The Incredible Colin. Captain Joe. Hey, how you guys doing? We finally got to see Endgame. My God. 22 films, right?
2: Ah. <sighs>
1: Yeah, twenty-two years
2: in the making. Man.
1: Twenty-two films that were all together. I would say shorter than Endgame,
2: maybe. Yeah, yeah it's definitely <laughs> the the longest runtime of any MCU movie.
0: Oh there, yeah, it's, it's it. nuts. So that actually brings me up to our next point. We're going to be talking our review of the film. We're going to get into spoilers, but before we do, we'll let you know. Right now, I have some general questions because even the release of this thing, there was a couple of things people were concerned with regarding the length. I want to ask you, one. Did you have to pee? No,
2: I made it the whole
0: way. We, uh, I went right when the trailers started, and then I was good the whole way through the movie.
2: So.
1: Mike, are we a couple of amateurs? No, I didn't have to go pee. How about you?
0: No, we have a 100% clear rate. So that just gives us all the credibility in the world. So anybody who's new to the show, now you know that we're serious about this stuff. We <laughs> <They> didn't <laughs> pee during it. No, and we're happy question. to be bringing uh, oh, yeah.
1: these reaction videos to you. It's kind of like our first time doing this format where we're trying to do it, boom, just right after the movie came out. Um, and, you know, let us know if you like these, Normies. Uh, it's something we'd like to do further down the run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're having
0: a f- yeah, it's good. We're doing some new stuff. This is uh, a proxy. I'm actually in a different time portal on the other side of the galaxy That's right. right now. So we're making it work. My next question is, when did you see it, and have you each only seen it once? Because I saw it yesterday, and I've only seen it once.
2: Only seen it once so far. Uh, Definitely will get back to it at some point for a second run. Uh, Colin and I both saw it Thursday night, so first night you could. We were there. Yeah, and I feel like everybody I'm bumping into already is hitting me with that question.
1: When are you going to go again? Uh, And if we're just talking our general reactions Leaving it, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be hitting that guy again. With that length, it was just maybe too long for me to go through that ride again. Too much emotion, too much whatever. But now, like even just being two, three days out, I'm already kind of wistful for it.
2: Yeah, it's kind of warmed up on me or grown on me, which is, you know, I mean, I think it is non-spoilery. Something that was such a long emotional ride that getting out of it I felt a little drained uh but now that I've had a couple days to recoup I'm ready I'm ready to go again
0: yeah it almost feels to me like the length of it does lend itself to like let it marinate and then watch it again because there's so much you can miss you know there's so much happening it's so densely packed and we'll get into that later um let's go ahead and get non-spoiler kind of general feelings about it then I want to kick it off to you guys first you know what do you think after one viewing so far
1: It's like, what do I think in non-spoilery? You know, you talk to people outside of it. Like, I already reached out to my dad who's like, look, I'm not going to go right away. Obviously, the theater is going to be packed for a month, you know. So so go ahead and spoil some things for me. I'd say, but to even talk about anything is to spoil the movie for you. Because it's been so perfectly advertised as what it isn't that the entire film is a mystery and a riddle,
2: right? Yeah, I mean, how do you give initial reactions without talking about... You know, what happens in the first 20 minutes of the movie, which is probably a major spoiler and and people would be very confused to hear if they hadn't seen it yet.
0: Yeah, it's quite significant. I mean, I give it, you know, a thumbs up and non-spoiler. If everyone was comparing Infinity War to Empire Strikes Back, I don't compare this to Return of the Jedi. I compare it to Return of the King because it really feels like an epic it builds up to a climax, and that's kind of all I'm going to say about that. I it
1: love feels that like comparison an ending. My, yeah.
0: Yeah, much more like even Return of the... Because now we know Jedi was not an ending, but it has that epic scope, and I think that's something that cannot be understated. That's why it's three hours. Absolutely. Oh, yeah,
1: and it has as much fan service as Ewoks, let me tell you that. Like it, My <laughs> entire theory of it is, like just thinking about it, The I, I think... You know, I don't want to use the word like tested or market researched or anything like that because who knows. Uh, I just think that it's such a product of just the fantasy of, God, We our writers know that this is the film. Endgame is the movie that Marvel is going to spend the most money on. So I'm sure Kevin Feige sat everybody down and said, what do we want? What do we want? What is everything we's, we've ever thought about? What is everything we've ever been asked? Because these people... Like, they get asked on the red carpets, when are you going to do an R-rated movie? When are you going to do a three-hour-long movie? So I'm sure on that board, they say three hours, boom. Yeah.
2: I think also when you're – one thing that I think is really unique, and I saw Dan Slot on Twitter actually brought it up as an initial reaction. Dan Slot, prolific comic book writer, done a lot with Spider-Man and the Avengers uh, in the last decade or so. He said that he views the series as the first bingeable um, blockbusters which I would say are are true and someone asked him if you've never seen an MCU movie could you go see Endgame and enjoy it and his reaction was no absolutely not here's my short list of movies to watch before Endgame and it was like eight blockbusters each over 2 hours I mean do you guys agree with that that you need to see a decent chunk of the other MCU movies to enjoy this
0: I feel like it certainly is a love letter to people who've been along for the ride on the MCU since Iron Man, since Edward Norton's Incredible Hulk, you know, rip that guy. But um, it certainly helps. <laughs> I don't know how you come into this and take away from it what I took away from it without being familiar with those first 22 movies. It's They're like the longest TV shows ever made. Exactly. Oh, very true.
1: And I definitely agree with that. You could not go in blind, but you're saying love letter, Mike. I... I would also say, you know, with the inclusion of again, not to spoil anything but a return to maybe the least liked movie in the m c u and a focus on that that it's it's them saying again, looking at that board that they're writing, it's like well what do we what do we even hate like what do we get made fun of? like let's even go back to some of that stuff and make that stuff better.
2: yeah, I mean, it really is um beyond a love letter, it really felt like a goodbye. Which, obviously, the MCU is not ending, but there's going to be a major shift, I think, in terms of the type of movie we see. And this really feels like a satisfying conclusion to the epic-scaled uh, Avengers movies. I don't think we're going to see something like this in the MCU, probably for another 11 years or so.
1: Now, like, Marvel isn't ending, Avengers isn't ending. What started the Marvel Universe ended with this film and it is over and it is gone The Infinity it's a saga. perfect put away for it i mean if we're just talking like general it's like yeah thumbs up like thumbs up to you guys yes did i like it yeah yeah i fucking loved it everybody i've talked to says god you know is this the singular experience
2: of our lifetime i, say, I don't know about that i i walked out of it with mixed emotions and being removed from it um it's, it's grown on me more, and I'm, I'm excited to see it again today, uh, which Colin, I guess we should talk about this is non-spoiler, but it's in our uh, Infinity War lead up to this reaction, we said, is it going to do it? Is it going to make a billion in the weekend? And it did it, man. 1.2 billion in four days. They're looking at
1: 1.25 billion right now for opening weekend, total domestic, I'm sorry, domestic, total worldwide gross together. Uh, What held that record before it, before 1.25 billion, before Endgame? Infinity War with 600 million. So look
2: at the gap, guys. Look at that gap. That's huge. Is 100 a million of that is just domestic too. They went from like 268 domestic to 350 domestic.
0: Wild wow yeah and what what a world i mean these obscure characters quote unquote 11 years ago and now everybody knows them and isn't invested them and it definitely has that sense of conclusion at least for you know that the, the the varsity team let's say
2: oh absolutely and uh you know we're gonna be handing off the reins to a lot of new characters and stuff like that and as much as a a goodbye and a send off. It felt for, for certain parts of the MCU. It also felt like a a rebirth for certain parts, which I'm excited to talk more again. Like it's, it's hard to say anything that I wouldn't consider a spoiler.
0: Yeah. Well, I would say definitely I recommend it for anybody that's been a fan of the MCU. And even, I mean, it's a cultural event there's nothing like this. Maybe there'll never be anything like this again. Maybe there will. Who knows? Because they're going to keep doing the connected universe. But definitely I recommend this to any movie going fan and any Avengers or just comic book fan in general. Like you have it's it's the culmination of all of it. If you even are casually into it, you got to check this out. It's a worldwide phenomenon.
2: You'll miss out on what everyone is talking about. I mean, is the reality of the situation is it's made a billion dollars in four days uh, there are theaters that are staying open for 96 hours straight to get people in to see this. Everyone's going to have seen it by the time this podcast comes out, and everybody is going to be uh, talking about it on the water, at the water cooler all week.
1: Yeah, so you have to wonder how front-loaded it will be. Like, Will it get a lot of long legs? Will people go for that second watch? I hope they do. Um,
2: I mean, we've said it on here. I, I want
1: to, so I hope they do, too.
2: Yeah, I think um, probably in the next week or so, I will hit a second watch.
0: Yeah, I think I'll probably get in there as well. It uh, definitely feels like it has to be paired with Endgame. Like, it would be hard for me just to watch this by itself. Like,
2: Oh, so you want to watch it- Infinity War before you go in?
0: yeah that's what i mean do that but also if i'm sitting at home down the line and i own the dvd it'll be hard to like pop this in like i would have to do two nights in a row like i'll watch infinity war then endgame because i do feel You have to do a five hour double feature Um, (laughs) almost uh, six
2: i mean when we dive into spoilers i'll tell you about the parts i'll be watching over and over again for the rest of my life
0: well, let's go ahead. I think we got our recommendations. We know we didn't pee. Let's go ahead. We're going to jump into the spoiler part right now. So, if you don't want to hear anything, stop this. Go watch the movie. Come back, and uh, we'll catch you. But right now, we're going to get into the spoilers. They are inevitable. Alright, we've talked our recommendations, we are back, Bad Boys, and we're here to talk spoilers, plot points, everything, Endgame. Guys, this was insane. Did anything get spoiled for you before you came in? Because I didn't see it till Saturday. It came out Thursday, and I was able to avoid social media and YouTube thumbnails enough to come in blind, and I I loved it.
1: No, I told you guys on our last podcast, I watched the leaks that came out.
0: I didn't see the leaks. Um,
2: I knew some stuff, but mostly clean.
0: Nice, nice. So, spoilers: Captain, um, you know Iron Man gone, Captain America old, Thanos dead. Right? They've done it. Black Widow dead. But the way we got there, what a journey! Hit list. (laughs) Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, Ah, what a journey. So, so starting from the beginning, right? This movie is, in my opinion, essentially three movies. Yes. You have the first hour, which is what happens when the heroes lose. We're so sad time jump, look at everything being terrible.
1: Oh, I'll stop you right there. You're missing out on a movie. Uh You're missing out on what I will call the the villain's tale, where you get to see the tail end of Infinity War, just that last opening scene where it's like, hey, what if our heroes were still the villain, and then they jumped a sick old man in his house and beat yeah. him up for no reason.
2: <laughs> and Thor did.
1: <Dog>. <laughs> it's like a weak, crippled old man who cannot do anything and just wants to live on his farm. <laughs> Like, whoa, that blew my mind. And then, you know, again, I'm going to keep talking about this board that I'm going to reference the whole time. You have to assume that they thought about an R rating, that they had a draft with an R rating, because that
2: decapitation, oh, my God. Right, guys? We're 15 minutes into the movie, and Thanos' head is on the ground.
0: I did I mean, not see that coming.
2: Yeah, You did not see that coming?
0: <laughs> no, no. But yeah, what a way to open it up like and we just jumped like Colin said an old man. I was like I almost felt bad for him cuz he just seemed so helpless. He's cooking up some lunch, you know. Yeah. And boom, get ghosted. Protect your neck, Wu Tang Clan.
2: Even even before that, the first scene of the movie might be one of my favorite scenes of the movie is just Hawkeye going through the decimation. Is such a, a a way to start that movie, man, like You thought the ending of Infinity War was sad? Okay, well we're just going to start on that same note.
1: Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous, absolutely sad. Um, uh, uh, A moment I really miss little
0: Hawkeye. (laughs) Oh, is little only time that Hawkeye has
2: been said in the movies? By the way, oh, is him calling his daughter Hawkeye the only time anyone has ever called anyone Hawkeye? I never picked that up. That's Um, really cool in Avengers. Dr. Slovig calls him the hawk. He says the hawk. He's yeah, up in that, his nest. Yeah, yeah, but no one ever calls him Hawkeye, except uh, Hawkeye calling his daughter Hawkeye. Wow.
0: Yeah, and I don't believe anyone calls him Ronin. He's just Clint. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. No, yeah, we he know just who gets he is. a
1: new outfit. Um, and we'll let and you jump back to laying out sort of the landscape of it all, Joe. But uh, uh, just a moment. I also like really, really kind of want to talk about for a minute is is there already kind of a timeline discrepancy in the beginning? Because after we cut through that stuff and we pick up Tony Stark, like Captain Marvel goes and saves him, it's right? It's been
2: 22 days.
1: It's been 22 days. Beautiful homage to the fact that there's been 22 movies. But that 22 days, in that time, that's the Captain Marvel post-cred, which we never see in Endgame, is her linking up with the other Avengers. And then they tell Carol to go
2: get Tony yeah I mean, they're not shocked to see her when she arrives with the spaceship, so you have so obviously to they know her um and you know she's already casually talking about like you know not everyone had you guys like I was out doing this so i I would assume that yeah, she got the beep, she went, she saw the fury was dead, they were like, oh I mean, how would they know where they have rocket?
1: So Rocket could oh, so trace Rocket the Benatar? Yeah, that's yeah, probably what okay. It was. And Again, then Carol like... takes her 22 days to go get him, to come back. He's very sick, emaciated.
2: Yeah, I mean, when you have three hours and 21 movies to wrap up, you know, those are little details that it's like, all right, well, I'll let that slide. No, hold on, I, I gotta see that.
0: him start the car. I gotta see <laughs> yeah. him find the car keys. Yeah, and, like, there's a lot of, like, weird plot holes in this, let's say. You know, and, like, there's a lot that... I could nitpick and I might point out some key moments that I just find weird, but at the same time, it's a fucking comic book movie. So anybody that's tearing this thing apart for like the way spoiler time travel is weird or anything like that, it's like, it's a comic book movie. Like, just enjoy it. And you know what I mean?
2: Well, and also to the fact that it's a comic book movie. uh, So moving through the timeline of the movie, you have Sad Hawkeye, you have Iron Man Rescued, we, we decapitate Thanos, and now we're five years later, and Captain America is at a support group where he turns to someone, Joe Russo, one of the directors of the movie, and says, yeah, you know, when Thanos did this to us, like, that's, that's insane. He's just I'll telling this sad gay that man Thanos. that, like, <laughs> Thanos, the giant space alien, yeah, is the one on. who did Do it. You guys remember when Galactus ate the moon? Yeah, like, that <laughs> is, it's such a comic book movie that in this universe... People know that Thanos is the one who did it to him?
0: Apparently. And yeah. it's
2: just accepted. Like, yeah, well, that's that's reality. The Asgardians live in Norway, and, uh, you know, the Mad Titan
1: decimated us. Now, Mike, uh, if we're just, like, skipping over things, like, plot-wise, actual points that you could argue could be in the movie that you're saying, you know, that are just a little pedantic to skip over, or maybe we just don't even need them in general— W- would you argue that we do need Hulk dabbing or, or Thor playing Fortnite? Oh my God.
0: <laughs> Fortnite can be skipped. Well, what I'm saying is things like the fact that a rat saved the entire universe.
1: I'm seeing that you know a lot. What I mean?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, but it's like, yeah, it's a comic book movie. Chill out. Um, well, and also also that to really... It took five yeah.
2: years for that to happen. It's not like it happened to happen randomly.
0: One in 14 million. Um, by the way, I just need to say I loved Nebula and Tony playing paper football.
1: <laughs> I I was so shocked. Let me, so let me ask you this: uh, Nebula is not my pick for this, but I'll ask you guys real quick. Most improved character, just like going through it all, like because I was very impressed by Nebula's relationship and Karen Gillian. Like how she just fucking brought it in this movie. Do, do you guys have a favorite? Um,
2: most improved overall from Just the beginning
1: out of, to now I would say out of any Marvel movie I'll go ahead and tell you guys mine for me it's Don Cheadle's War Machine like in this movie <laughs> he was fucking awesome he's leading his own team like as a replacement for Tony since he's retired uh we get the awesome shot at the end where he like overcomes his own circumstances he has to bail out of the malfunctioning suit his leg supports aren't working and he's a real handicapped guy we see moments of him crawling to safety still using his mind to pry open stuff and get Rocket out of the wreckage and save them all. Like,
2: that's yeah. awesome. I mean, in terms of biggest glow-ups, too, you can't leave out Sam, you know, from uh, from being the guy who's told on your left to being the guy who says on your left.
0: Joe, how about you? It's your favorite, most improved.
2: Yeah, I, I like Sam a lot. I think what he did was great. Um, Thor, you know, from... from the original Thor movie to the ending of Endgame, I mean, like, could you imagine he's sitting down to watch Thor yeah. to this? I mean, it's wildly different. I mean, he's essentially got, like, the, the God-killer look from Marvel Now, which I kind of love that they did. I mean, it was all just so crazy to see how much things have changed and how far they've come.
0: Yeah. How about you, Mike? Do you have, like, a favorite? Colin was talking about Nebula, and I think that she is fantastic. Um, especially in this film. She's kind of a key player. And just the idea that Marvel has a character that's exploring what it's like to grow up with an abusive parent and the fact that she still wants to please him and how complicated her and Gamora's relationship is, it's like, it's way dark. And I think Nebula is a really interesting character and I, I think she's one of my favorites
1: yeah, I got to say maybe the most surprising moment for the film for me was when she leaned down to still shut his eyes after the decapitation. Yeah. It's like it's literally like you just said Mike, like she goes out of
0: her way to please the person she's wanted to destroy her entire life and who made her life miserable. It's it's an, it's wildly complex like complex and nuanced. And I think that's what this film did best is character moments. Like I I cried. I shed a G-tear in this film multiple times because of the emotions they were able to bring up.
2: Yeah, I guess that's another question. Did you cry? If so, how many times and when? I did
1: not. I felt a little um, emotionally held hostage by the fact that I saw so many reviews that would lay it out. There's going to be four moments you cry. There's going to be four moments you cheer. uh, Make sure you high five your best friend next to you at this moment. (laughs) It's it's like, well, fucking, okay. relax, relax, relax. Uh, Mike, tell me right now, where did you spread, shed that tear? Come on, man.
0: Um, I I first got to say, yeah, I cried before dessert, to quote the uh, Russo brother who was in the support group. I think really uh, Tony and Spider-Man hugging it out. That was good. Pepper coming as rescue, seeing Hope and uh, Ant-Man working together, just seeing everybody come back and I don't know.
1: Oh, seeing Thor talk to his mom where she says, like, you're just my big
0: special boy.
1: And he's like, I just miss my mom a lot. It's like, oh, my God. Also,
2: that scene has, like, the lesson from The Last Jedi, which is just, like, you know, Thor, a character who is just defined by winning no matter what, loses. And his mom's like, you know, it's okay to fail every once in a while. And, like, he has to learn that to get comfortable with new thick Thor
1: yeah, so let's talk about Thor real quick, because uh, obviously he is. I mean, I, he's the standout. Everything from this, right uh, to literally the point they're putting out reviews, they're saying there's a fat character. I wish they were not doing that. Uh, I wish they would let n- people naturally do that. But I am getting asked questions. Well, who's the character who's fat in the movie? That <laughs> hey, sounds really fat? interesting. That's crazy. It's like okay, I dial it back. But when I tell people it's Thor, when they do want to know, they go ah. Oh, that is so funny. Chris Hemsworth is so funny. They're immediately charmed by it. And I was the entire movie.
0: I mean, I, I'm
1: i for it, man.
0: I think two of my biggest surprises, yeah, were... um, uh, what It's Smart Hulk, but Professor Hulk with Mark Ruffalo, yeah. And then Dad Bod Thor. So now we got Thor in sweatpants and Spider-Man in sweatpants. My God, dude, what a world. I'm loving it. It's a sweatpants revolution. Oh, my God. Uh, I would like to
2: go through... <laughs> There were I, I I welled up a handful of times. Oh tell us, tell um, us Mike in the same scene with the Russo brother, but less because of the Russo brother and more the fact mm-hmm. that Captain America met Sam when Sam was leading support groups. He lost him. In order to honor his memory, he's leading a support group and just lying to everyone the entire time. He's like got to move on. Right. What can you do? Got to move on. And you know that he is not. I thought that was like great character of like, yeah, that's cap. He's going to do the right thing no matter what. Uh, and the second time, Tony just coming back, seeing uh, Steve and before they can even like start their argument. The first thing he says is I lost the kid.
0: Oh man. Hard. Yeah. That's, that that's why the hard. Tony Spidey hug got me. Cause he felt so bad about losing the kid. And then caps like we lost. Yeah,
2: it was crazy. It was crazy. That that first hour where you're just dealing with the loss before you even get to the second hour, Back to the Future 2... Which is Time Heist, which is uh, a reference to a Doctor Who episode.
1: Oh, badass. Uh, So (laughs) let me ask these questions right now. Are you guys lost in the plot at all? I have seen people point out like, well, I'm not sure it totally makes sense, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Do you guys have any questions? Is there anything you couldn't follow? I have a big question, but you guys go ahead. Anything.
2: I, I think if you're trying to argue how time travel works in movies, you're an idiot. Like, there's like you don't know how time travel works The Russo brothers don't know how time travel works Of course Robert they do Robert Zemeckis doesn't know and how time travel works they absolutely
1: know how time travel works Because they had two characters explain to us how time travel yeah,
2: works in their universe Like, I've seen people <laughs> complain about that And be like, that's not how time travel would work And it's like, oh, how would it work? And you tell me, I professor. thought it was pretty
1: one-of-a-kind Mike, what did you think about the time travel conceit? The fact that it was I thought it was pretty much like one-of-a-kind for a movie
0: It felt like they were trying to do something different, where every time you go back, it's a brand new timeline. Which is how it works in Marvel Comics. But that got confused with then, how how did Captain America end up on the bench? Because it seems like he went back into the prime timeline and just lived to be old, and then just walked over there with his shield. That is my second
1: question, because a lot of people are asking that question, saying, well, did he just jump back to the 70s and then just live that entire time? And is there a line in the movie? Because I'm seeing people write this in the reviews. Does Cap say at the end to Sam, I destroyed my device when I went back? Um,
2: no. I hope he does not say that. He doesn't say that. He says, um, I decided to check out some of that life you guys were yeah, talking about. Yeah, that Tony was talking about. And then you know, Sam's like, well, do you want to tell me about it? And he, when he feels says, the says, no.
1: Right. And then he gets to flashback and think about his wife. But if he says that he destroyed the device, then yes, there is a whole paradox and it goes against its own self because technically he would just have to come back to our time stream. He just lived a different life. There are, there are no paradoxes. Everybody who's like, well, if he did that, that means that's creating you know a paradox where he could have never blah, blah, blah. No, again, they're all different timelines. And it also doesn't that matter just goes what he's doing.
2: What Hulk said is like when you, you – know, your past is not your past anymore. It's your future. So, but again, arguing over how time travel works in these movies is yeah. just like. Well,
1: what I love is that people are focusing on that, but Nebula killed her younger self, and it's like nobody's batting a fucking eye at that. Uh-uh. It's like that would be the ultimate one if it did create any sort of, you know, tanglement with each other's timelines. Well, Obviously, think- it does not. Loki's back. Well, no, that I disagree with. Yeah.
2: You don't think he's back?
1: No, because yeah. he's in his own timeline, he's not in our timeline. He's he has the Tesseract in 2012 into wherever they jump back. That doesn't mean anything to us.
2: Yeah. See, and this is wildly selfish, but I would love to get a Disney Plus miniseries called "Man at a Time," where you just just wrap up all of these questions by giving me six episodes named after the stones that just show. To, uh, uh steve putting them back
1: yeah because we'll tell you this right now mike uh because yeah, yeah. joe's big question is and i i want to get your take on this too how would you
0: return the soul stone i was just going to ask that what do you do with natalia you know where did the he just throws it in the hey red skull what's up you're a nazi by the way i hate you but i'm just here to return this stone i i don't know how that works I don't know. In my dream, like he would get to go back, he would get to go to. You can't reset exactly. it. it. Just gets created I think when you sacrifice it's just a return
1: someone. scenario. Like literally, he goes back. He talks to Red Skull. He says, "Fuck you, buddy. I can't believe this is where you turned out." First of all, like that's completely insane. Here's the Soulstone back. But in my mind also, because maybe Red Skull's kind of a nice guy because like a, a nicer actor's playing him now. I don't know. But it just seemed he seemed nicer
2: with like uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow. Do you think he even is Red Skull anymore? No, is he he's just the he's the stonekeeper,
1: stone stone quote keeper. unquote. But I would love to have seen him say like, before you go, use that. Summon the soul of Natasha. Tell her you guys won.
2: Yeah. I mean, I'd be down for that. It's It's one of those things where it's like. It's selfish to want any more after they've given us everything. It's over. <laughs>
0: like, the book's like, closed.
1: Right, it. but if we could get a couple more chapters. Yeah. No, I
0: know. I want to ask, um, what do you guys think about this talk where they keep saying this is not the conclusion, you know, but it, it really certainly feels like it is. But they keep saying, oh, no, Far From Home is the conclusion to this phase three. I, I hate believe. that. I,
2: I kind of hate it, but the way I'm also thinking about I it. I see
0: it as like an epilogue.
2: Exactly. This is... So this was the end. This was the climax. This is the new state of the world. The epilogue is going to be, what's it like in a post-Tony world? What's it like in a new Avengers world? So I don't mind them doing that. Also, that means when they finally do a collection of the Infinity Saga, we'll get two Spider-Man movies in it, which I appreciate.
1: Yeah, but no other series has had a sequel in the same phase since Iron Man and Iron Man 2.
2: Yeah, and... Spider-Man's the new Iron Man. Oh, fair enough. I also loved the um the conclusion of the final battle is essentially you get the big three going against Thanos, and then you have the new kids on the block, like running the Hail Mary play to get the gauntlet gone.
1: Which was awesome. Uh before we get into the final wrap up and how cool that like awesome oh, yeah man. battle is. One last time still travel in the time question. Time <laughs> <heist>. <laughs> We're still, still in the, the time, time heist.
0: And talking time travel BS, I don't care how any of it works as long as it gave me Captain America versus Captain America. Like, dude. Oh,
1: my God. You whatever that makes scene. that
0: happen, do it.
2: <laughs> yeah, America's ass.
1: Well, I have one question about the time travel, like specifically with the rules that they outlined. How one of the other characters that I just loved, absolutely loved. I think he's terrible in every one of his movies. Ant-Man. Right, Scott Lang, I love him in every film we've gotten him, but Ant-Man movies I do not like.
0: I like the first one. I'm an Ant-Man advocate, though, so the time heist felt like we're getting the best Ant-Man movie in the center of this.
1: Oh, absolutely, and he felt like such a pinnacle of it, but with his development and how awesome his powers were used at the end, especially in that end fight, too, and how funny Paul Rudd is the entire movie, I just had a question about his power usage in the time travel So, the way they have it outlined, we know they've got a number of PIM particles, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Enough for Uh,
2: one back and forth.
1: One back and forth. Two tests click. He accidentally shrinks. Whoops. I mean, one test. So, that there, that like outlines the rules. But then when he cuts back, Scott uses his abilities to give Iron Man the fake heart attack. He's changing size in that. How
2: is he using his abilities? Maybe that doesn't use a whole pin particle since it's such a slight move. Or is he... Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. When he jumped back, let me
1: ask you this. When they landed in New York and it was Iron Man, Hulk, uh, Captain America, and Ant-Man was that team, was he small the entire time? Because he could have landed small technically and just stayed that way. No,
2: because you see him... And this, I think, is interesting. There's a new TV spot bragging about the box office and there are, you know, quote-unquote spoilers. You see Ant-Man, Smart Hulk, uh, Iron Man, and Captain America standing next to each other. So and he's not Shrunk. He's not Shrunk. Ah, he's, he's a regular That was size my justification then. for it. Also, I'm curious if there was some shifting around in the scenes, because there's that moment where War Machine's like, what up, regular size man? And at that point, maybe he was like, well, he can't change size, because there's a limited number of Pym Particles. Right.
0: Yeah, that would make sense, too. But for the ending... Yeah. He, he gets really big, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. gets really big, but that's different because they already got all the 70s That's ones true, yeah, back. they have extra. So, yeah, the, the, I like that they went to the 70s to get more, though. Like, oh, shit, we ran out yeah Oh, we
2: gotta stop and get gas and
1: i mean talking about favorite easter eggs my favorite easter egg of all time now is probably the original ant-man helmet i mean seeing that in hank pym's lab it's
2: so fucking cool can i tell you another really cool little nod in that scene um captain america's military suit did you notice what his name is in the past whose suit he takes it's uh like Private Roscoe or something like that, which is a reference to the guy who was Captain America in the seventies and took mm. over when Captain America decided to be nomad.
1: Uh interesting. I don't know if this is true also. This is just something I read online, but when he sees Peggy through the office, she says Braddock, that's Captain England.
2: That or Captain sense. Britain. Yeah. So I did not catch be, that, but that was I did sense. not hear
1: the name Braddock. But that yeah. is, you know, so I don't
2: know. And you see Jarvis
1: Yes, the first ever crossover from television. Now, Mike, I don't know if you know this. Jarvis, the character itself, was a real character. It's not always just an AI. He was the butler for the Avengers. So to make him Howard Stark's butler, uh, they originally introduced him in the Agent Carter TV series. So that's the first time a TV character has crossed over to the movies. Not Daredevil like we all hoped.
0: That's actually pretty interesting, yeah. No, and I think that whole thing with um, Tony's dad and seeing Jarvis, because, yeah, it was just the AI and then the suit AI and then sort of vision – and then, sort of, Ultron.
1: I love the Tony's dad scene because it really spells out the moral of the film where literally he says, I was always hoping my son would do the big sacrifice play or, you know, be altruistic, yeah. you know, not be selfish like me. And it's like, oh, well, he's going to make the ultimate sacrifice at the end. And-, well, and also,
2: since the beginning of Iron Man, his whole thing has been like, oh, I just. living in the shadow of my dad and like that was such a big plot point in the Iron Man movies and Captain America Civil War to get that nice wrap up where he finally gets the goodbye with his dad that he had wanted the the his whole life it's pretty good pretty emotional
0: yeah absolutely and then it also leads into like Captain America when he talked to Tony and say you know you're not the guy to lay down on the line while the other guys crawled over you know but
2: oh yeah and that's a great segue into the final battle because You know, Tony's response to that is everything special about you came out of a bottle. And we learned in the final battle that is not true at all.
0: That is not true at all. And that, for me, is my favorite moment of the entire movie. How about you guys? Do we all know what we're talking about?
2: (laughs) That that fight in specific, not the entire grand battle, because we'll talk all about that. But that moment of Captain America standing alone, wielding Mjolnir, as Thanos and his army approach, is my favorite moment in the MCU. It's
0: very close. Yeah, I
1: liked even just the, uh, I liked even just the lead up where they're they're walking up and and Tony and Steve go, what's he doing? And Fat Thor is just sort of standing there in his bathroom, and he goes, he's just sitting there, and they're just kind of watching each other. And Fat Thor suits up, and you're like, oh okay, this will like burn off the calories. No,
2: no, no, <laughs> still he's Fat Thor,
1: fat in that armor, he's fucking rocking it out.
0: I also love that he just yeah, swipes the Mjolnir. That. He swipes Mjolnir from the other universe. <laughs> it's like this is coming with me. Thanos broke mine. Yeah.
2: The reveal of like it flies back into Steve's hand and Fat Thor, I Thick Thor. I, Thick Thor. I'm calling him Thick that's, Thor. It's more <laughs> that, that's Thick what Thor. I'm I'm sticking to. Uh, he just says I knew it. Like that's such a cool moment cuz yeah, it's a callback to Age of Ultron where it wiggled a little bit and here we are flying you know, to him almost a decade later and we see him wielding that thing and not just swinging the hammer lightning and all
0: yeah and he's whipping it by the the rope handle and yeah springing down lightning storms it looked like he just leveled up his diablo character to paragon 4000 it was nuts is that cooler
1: uh is steve dual wielding the shield and mjolnir cooler or is thor dual wielding
0: stormbreaker and mjolnir cooler? i love the shield he bounces it off of it sick that is dope. That is dope. I like when they
2: switch him, <laughs> and then he's like, no, 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 you take, uh, the, you little take the little one. You take the little one.
0: Kill mode activated. Iron spider legs. Stabbing and dabbing, dog.
1: Dude, how oh. fucking cool is that? Um, You get a really cool comic book homage to Secret Wars, I think like number seven out of ten, where it's the like, the whole cover is... The entire team, and it says, like, the Avengers have just been beaten. They've just had their, like, ass kicked. But they're about to come together and get some revenge. And it's a huge, like, wreckage. Like, an entire mountain dropped on the Avengers. And just Hulk barely holding it up and a crack next to him like all the Avengers. Boom. Like, that's him holding up the complex at the Avengers while all his buddies are running underneath him. And Giant Man saves him. I thought that was awesome.
2: And the reveal of, you know... We did it. Did it work? Oh, my God. Clint's wife's calling. And then you just see the ship. I mean.
1: I thought Ant-Man was dead right there. Oh, yeah. I thought they were going to have to re-snap back a lot of the people who died
0: in that starship crash.
2: And there was such a gasp in the audience. And that's how we were. That's it. We're in the battle now. Here we go.
0: Yeah. And I have an interesting note here because in my theater, no one clapped when Captain Marvel came out to save the day. But everybody clapped for every other reveal. And I'm wondering, what about your theater? Because there's been some press controversy. Oh, yeah. They went crazy for everybody.
1: Everybody went crazy for everybody. I would say the moment where Thanos headbutts her and she doesn't even move might have gotten the biggest reaction at our theater,
2: actually. When,
0: yeah, he, he gets headbutted and then she just, like, glares him down. But for him to then grab the Power Stone and punch her? Like, what a clutch fucking move. Like, that was awesome.
1: Dude, that was clever.
0: And my favorite thing, I mean, the thing I, yeah. One more thing about Captain Marvel's when she sees Peter Parker, the my like when she has the most charisma between her film and this film is when she sees Peter and Hey, Peter Parker, you got something for me. I loved it. I love her haircut. She was so charming in that scene. Peter hinting at the fact that he kind of has a crush on her in the comics. I just thought that was a beautiful moment. Best Captain Marvel moment for me was when she met with Peter.
2: Oh yeah, I love that too. I mean, the thing I loved about the final battle in general is you had a mix of getting great send-off moments for characters who have been a part of this from the get-go, like the big three, Stormbreaker and Mjolnir, Cap-wielding Mjolnir, Rescue coming out, which got a huge reaction in our theater. Mm -hmm. Um, But you also had moments like fucking Giant Man knocking one of those space slugs out of the sky. Yeah,
0: the best. Um, I loved it.
2: Black Panther, Spider-Man, and Captain Marvel being the three who are making the move uh, with the gauntlet the whole time. To me, that seemed really like a passing of the torch of like, we had our old big three and here's
0: our new big three. Oh my God. I never thought literally passing the gauntlet. And uh, then we get the Girl Squad showing up. That oh, was pretty cool.
1: Girl Squad was awesome. Uh, here's an Easter egg somebody pointed out to me that I did not put together. Uh, and I definitely remember in the theater being like, wait, what? When it happened? Uh, Black Panther, at one point to start the initiation of getting the gauntlet, says, Clint, over here, and grabs at it. That is because in Civil War, when they face off, yeah. Clint says, my name's Clint, by the way, and Black Panther says, I don't, I don't care. care. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. he, he remembered his name. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, how does Black Panther like know Hawkeye's moment. name? Oh, well, because he heard it.
0: That's great. I didn't even re- put that together.
2: In the instant kill, like you said, Mike, such a fucking cool moment. Um the bodies piled on spider-man yeah. like what the fuck i love the moment too where um wasp calls captain america cap because she yep. gave him so much shit for that in it's Ant-Man incredible
1: it's i'm sure they had a screening of all 22 films and said well we're gonna get a, a line from every one of them and truly in that last battle they did
0: like even like you know every like i said everybody has something to do there's so many callbacks um even Guardians of the Galaxy get um, like they kind of recreated that opening sequence at one point when they were getting the other stone. Um, he obviously we get Gamora back from the new timeline. Past she has Gamora. not having any of Peter's uh, advances.
1: Well, it was either him or a tree.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a line, right? I do wish Groot had a little bit more. And Hulk I didn't really I think they only Hulk had out.
1: one Vin Diesel. Yeah, there was no big Hulk moment uh, other than him putting the gauntlet on, which he This is yeah, like the cool roundabout end to his story. I was built
2: for this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his story is really like he goes from
1: not wanting to embrace his powers to fully embrace them yeah.
0: because he tries to kill himself. Yeah, like he tries to kill himself in the Edward Norton one. Like that is a canon Marvel MCU film, right? Yeah. To where yeah, now he scary. just embraces it. It's amazing.
1: Would you guys merge it together? He said he did an eight month dip in a gamma facility again and re radiated himself, and that's how he combined his brain and his brawn. Would you guys do that? To me, like that just means like, oh, like, I was like sick the first time. Like, I wasn't supposed to be this way. It was an accident.
2: <laughs> I mean, there's just such a great moment where you have For Bruce Banner, emotionally, right? In Age of Ultron, he destroys a city and people are looking at him like he's a monster and he's like, fuck this, I'm going to go to space. And Hulk's like, oh, I'm a hero out here. He comes back to Earth Mm -hmm. in this and kids aren't running from the Hulk, they're running to the Hulk to take pictures. It's a great wrap up for everything that his character needed to be.
0: And if you're in a post-Thanos snap world and like people know that the Avengers tried, you might as well just be out in the open like yep i'm a i'm a i'm a freak now everyone's dead who cares you know this is me bruce banner yeah yeah i do have an issue that i've wanted to bring up that leads into the big battle two kind of things when they come back from time heist no one says a single line to nebula nobody is like hey should hey, are you be here to look at the gauntlet <laughs> hey how did now? it go you know, yeah like why is everyone just <laughs> ignoring her and she she just oh she's yeah. in the garage hanging out oh that's fine
2: I mean, I think everyone was just so wrapped up in Black Widow. Mm.
0: That's true. The emotions of that, you know, and throwing a bench. But my other question is back to Pim Particles. How did Thanos, after only having one set of Pym Particles, bring his whole army through? Or was it just his one big ship?
1: Oh, I guess maybe it was just the war. It was Sanctuary right? 2. The yeah. name, that's
0: the ship. Just Sanctuary mm-hmm. 2 came, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, then I roll with it. But um, regardless, it results in this epic battle. Mike, um, what did
1: you think of, like, uh, like one of the cutaways for that end battle when he was just, like, unloading, like, a cave troll, it looked like. Like, he had one of those, like, big beasts yeah, that, that was, they were, like, oh, taking yeah. the like, collar off his I neck. I think
0: Falcon kills that thing. Oh, yeah, Dude, yeah, like, dude. Like, stabbing it with his wings. It was fucking crazy. Yeah, that was pretty badass. Um yeah, he just got a whole gang of wild creatures. It's kind of reminiscent of the Battle of Wakanda, where it's just a bunch of CG fodder. But that enabled, everyone yeah. But to get much moment. weirder, much weirder creatures this
2: time. Much weirder creatures, yeah. and also you had like all the wizards. You had the Ravengers, fucking Howard the Duck. Fucking Everybody Howard was the there. Duck. Did you see him? Howard there, Mike? the Duck was Dude, there. Dude,
1: Howard the Ducks in a crowd holding a
0: laser gun. Oh my God, this is the best movie ever. It might be. Uh- it's the um, third Howard the Duck movie in the MCU. Yeah, and we've only got oh, uh, one Superman movie. Yeah. Oh, God. But yeah, you get Dave Bautista, WrestleMania uh, 35 superstar. And um, I did love seeing Thor charge up Iron Man for like a super laser. So like badass. Everybody with the big three teaming together. Is there anything that you wish you got in this battle that you didn't get? um no it's hard to think i you was so get impressed just by the
1: number of combos
0: i mean literally we had
1: spider-man swinging off of uh valkyrie's pegasus like you know like when i'm gonna talk that's about sick. comic book stuff in the future it's the sickest thing that's ever happened and it just might not be topable.
2: Yeah. spider-man wrote a pegasus in a movie that's yeah it's, <laughs> and
1: it's just like and it was the most serious thing that's ever happened yeah. in that movie
0: yeah, I mean, that whole lateral with the gauntlet, like you said, the literal passing torch, I think it was, oh, wow. And then finally, all right, Thanos gets the glove. Carol tries to take it off. Not Carol quite. holds his hand while he's about to
1: snap. And he says, his monologue, and this is why I think Carol is badass, uh, that he gives to Tony beforehand is, I blew it. Yeah, you know, I made the wrong decision. Getting rid of half the life is not the answer. I'm going to destroy all life this time and then recreate it. And as he goes to snap to destroy everything, Carol puts her hand into that gauntlet and stops it.
2: Which I love that because yeah. movie Thanos is this like sad, uh, you know, like I have a reason for what I'm doing. Comic book Thanos doesn't really have that motivation. His motivation is to like fuck everything up. So now the Thanos that ends up in the final fight, which is 2014 Thanos, is more reminiscent of comic book Thanos, who is just like, I'm going to kill everything because I'm going to kill everything.
0: And I love that, like, you know, it's a little MacGuffney, like how he learns about, you know, deus ex machina, literally like Nebula projects Obi-Wan Kenobi thing, but it's a comic book movie. yeah. But he comes to the future knowing like, I did it and they were ungrateful so i got to do it to them twice as hard yeah. and like he escalates his plan he comes through time like i think that's awesome that he became the second time he got that glove on you're like there is no chance if he snaps cuz everyone's toast like the the stakes elevating felt so right
2: and that's like nebula is essentially the sports almanac from back to the future too
0: that's true that's true <laughs> and like... she l- shoots herself yeah Which she literally had to kill her past self to be who she is meant to be, be who she really is, right? And that's the big theme of this movie is being who you really are, right?
2: Which Thor literally says. So after the final battle, we get a little bit of a wrap-up before Tony's funeral. Um, And Thor literally says, like, you know, it's time for me to stop being who everyone wants me to be and just start being myself. Thick Thor. Yeah. Thick Thor, baby. (laughs)
0: What kind of beers on the ship? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Mike, did you recognize who the kid was at Iron
0: Man's funeral? A lot of people are talking about this now. I didn't. I had to have that explained to me. I, um. I, I,
1: he stood out in the theater. It's incredible that it wasn't the first thing we talked about afterwards. But he stood out so hard. I'm like, who is that? Who is that? Because in my mind, it's like there's just there was no answer that it could have been. So I thought, wow, this is the first setup we're getting. That's arno stark uh and if you know the comic books at all that's tony's like half brother aka like his real brother because it turns out tony's not even a stark so i was like oh wow they're actually gonna like set something up at the end here no 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 no. it's riley keeler whatever his name was from iron man 3 yeah very weird
2: the mechanic
1: yeah
0: yeah It definitely stood out because it's like you're at a family reunion where you know everybody, and then there's like the rando who crashed it. You're like, "Hey, anybody know that guy?"
2: Well, that's such a great scene too because everyone is so like put into their little pile, right? Like you have the guardians, yeah, the guardians. Aunt May and Peter, you have in the back, like, the sidekicks and New Avengers yeah. just hanging out.
1: The Wasp mm-hmm. crew, it's like, what the fuck does Michelle Pfeiffer, she was Carol's in one there. movie, yeah, Carol Carol standing by herself, looking, uh, looking fucking like she's running for president, man, I don't know. It's a power suit. <laughs> it is, man. I mean, were you guys um, sad? I mean, were you
0: sad to lose Tony Stark? No, it's appropriate. A, a How do you guys feel? Here.
1: That's That was one of the mm-hmm. moments?
0: Yeah, he lays it down like Cap said he wouldn't be the guy, you know, you're not the guy to do that. Maybe that's who he was always meant to be, not who everyone wanted him to be, right? He yeah. laid it down for the greater good.
1: I'm a I'm a huge Tony Stark fan, so truly I loved it. What do you guys think of the last line? I mean, the last line of the first film of this entire saga is him admitting, "I am Iron Man." To himself, to the world. And what does he do at the end of this one? He admits it. "I am Iron Man. I'm inevitable. I'm Iron Man."
2: Pretty great.
0: Great literature. You know, you always finish where you start. That's The Outsiders. I walked out into the bright sunlight, you know? Same thing. Oh, I I I love love it,
2: Mike. They're like poetry. They rhyme.
0: Yeah. They rhyme. Oh, yeah, you know what? This movie did rip off The Force Awakens because when you think the lightsaber is going to go to Kylo, but it goes to Ray. Yeah, bullshit. (laughs) This movie sucks. (laughs) Okay, so we're happy with
1: that ending. How do we feel about Cap's ending, Mike? What is your take there? Are you okay with him hanging up the shield?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. I'm I I'm have issues with the time traveliness, but it's a comic book movie, so chill. I I think it's good. I was expecting Bucky Cap, um, but I like that they look back. You know, uh, Bucky looks, uh, you know, uh, Falcon Sam looks back, and he looks to Bucky, and Bucky gives him the nod, like, take it, you know, because. I think Sam gets it after Bucky in the co- uh, comic book timeline. So That's correct, yeah. But I'm excited for Captain Falcon. They're going to be getting their own movie, right? Um, so that's going to be awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's something to consider. Captain Falcon, I love it. <laughs> that's something to consider is we do have um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus, So there will be more of uh A moment with those two and the reality of the situation is like this is to wrap up the Infinity Saga this is to wrap up Steve I think we worry about where we're going next after.
1: You guys aren't uh, totally excited by the prospect, or at least what I took away. I mean, remember, we got that scene with Ant-Man where Hulk says, "Ah, or no, I think it's Iron Man says, you guys were injecting time into him, not him into time. We already know that they can reverse age somebody. Like, if they wanted to make Cap Young again, they could figure that out. I see a lot of other people saying well, why don't they just bring their a uh, 2012 copy of Tony Stark over to our reality to let him just, like, live out the rest of his life now? It's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? It's that is stakes, so man. stupid. Yeah. It's crazy enough that Gamora's going to get that chance. That is a very interesting um, adventure and story that we're going to go down that hole with the rest of them. I don't. Uh, that's not the payoff for Tony. Tony has his payoff. He lived a good life for five years and then gave up his life.
0: Yeah, I mean, we get... Iron Man, right I said, Iron Man won it now. He has his family. Sacrifice, right? No one, I said in Infinity War, Thanos won because he was willing to sacrifice. No one else was. We don't trade lives, right? No. Well, Tony sacrifices himself, and they finally win.
1: Yeah, and I love I loved the final shot. I love that it ended on Cap listening to the radio. Like, that that was fucking awesome to me, man. He deserved it. He got the break he deserved. We've talked in the past in our, I believe, just in our last Avengers episode, go back and listen, that one of our big complaints was that there wasn't enough of hangouts with the Avengers. This film, we got hangouts with teams. We got people seeing their emotions five years later, like the results and payoff of, like, big decisions that they've made. And we got to see that incredible
0: wrap-up for Cap.
2: This movie gave you everything it promised and did it in a way you weren't expecting.
0: Yeah. Like, by killing Thanos in the first 10 minutes, you're like, well, what are we going to do the rest of the movie? Then you get a new Thanos, and he's even more serious about wiping everyone. It's just awesome. In a way I never expected
1: it. Yeah, show a superhero movie where they deal with the stakes of it in the first 10 minutes, and then you just have to live in that world.
0: Absolutely. Any other things we want to mention about the core plot or we can hit some final thoughts, guys? I don't want to miss anything. I mean, it's a huge phenomenon. Everyone's apparently loving it. I do have to note that a, f- a friend of the show, X-Kaita, says it is, quote, straight trash. Don't understand. <laughs> he, the time travel doesn't really work for him. Uh, and he doesn't enjoy fat or sorry, thick Thor. Redact that. Um, I don't know, just the stuff that worked so well for basically 90% of America. But maybe, you know, if you're not down for that, you just want buff Thor. Maybe it didn't work for some people. Not everyone will love it. X is here for them buff boys. Yeah, he's here for the buff boys. But, you know, it's interesting to see the other side. And those are where a lot of the complaints about the plot holes and stuff come from. Or like, this doesn't make sense or it's boring or it feels like three movies. Well, yeah, it does. But it, it has to. Otherwise, it would get stale.
1: I can see a lot of people, you know, not liking a lot of those decisions.
0: Yeah. They just shift gears every hour like every hour and 10 minutes, you know. Um and I think it works for me.
1: Yeah, but- here's my prediction. Um I'm curious when we will stop talking about this movie cuz I guarantee you most episodes from now, it, you know, spoiler alert, not that it is a tip off, but let's say we're talking about uh Uh, who knows uh, anthem you know a a year from now i I still feel like i'll say oh but you know it also kind of looked like that cool outer space scene in
0: endgame my my outfit looks like ready for that
1: normies yeah exactly
0: (laughs) absolutely joe any any last thoughts on this before we hit the wrap
2: no i think i'm i'm ready to hit the wrap man i uh i got some last thoughts i'll save those for when we're we're in our last thoughts
0: all right all right normies thanks for sticking with us all the way to the end game we're gonna go ahead and hit these final thoughts Hey, yo, bad boys, we're back. We're here to wrap it up. But fortunately, the end of the episode is inevitable. So before we snap this thing out of here, we have some just final thoughts about Endgame, MCU in general. And we appreciate you guys uh, joining us for the ride. See, Uh, the
1: the scary thing is, Mike, is that I'm almost out of pim Particles. So I might be lost in the episode forever.
0: Oh, my God that would be terrible we need to get to well, if you're gonna get it
1: lost
2: in an episode this is the one to get lost
0: in <laughs> yeah. oh mike uh what did you think of the stan lee cameo we forgot to mention yes that is in the 70s license plate saying nuff said you know
1: oh is that true i didn't see that a, oh i don't nuff like that bumper sticker oh that's cool but ah oh, wow
0: this is a, it's a good one it's not my favorite but it is this is the last one correct
1: uh, to our knowledge yes yes I maybe would, they'll surprise I us so. but to our knowledge yeah i it. didn't like it either he shouts out make love not war i said to joe afterwards I, for some reason i misheard it i swear to god i thought he said i'm gonna live forever and i was like <laughs>
2: what the fuck no well he is gonna live forever yeah. at least in my heart yeah. any
1: other final thoughts guys any other wrap up
0: i got a couple notes here that i would like to get into if you don't mind um One, Jeremy Renner is a murderer. Uh, Why didn't he sacrifice himself? Oh, he
2: tried. He tried. He tried. Black Widow wasn't going to let it happen.
0: Yeah, they were both like fighting over who could put in their two weeks from the MCU. It felt (laughs) like, like, just let me get out of here. Mike,
1: you just brought up a point I'd like to jump on real quick. Uh, The richness of the world when he is killing people. He's fighting the Yakuza boss played by Hiroyuki Sanada, who's just like Mm -hmm. one of the best Japanese actors of all time. So yep, you've got that guy in a bit part. And then you have Tilda Swinton, you know, the ancient one, who's phenomenal in everything. It's like, okay, well, let's bring her back as a background character. Oh, let's bring in Robert Downey, or Robert Downey Jr. Robert Redford. I mean, the world is populated. Marvel has populated William its world.
2: Hurt, William Pfeiffer. Hurt. Yeah,
1: absolutely. The idea that, again, cutting back to that board, I'm sure they saw one of their criticisms as... Well, people hate that we always kill our characters. Hey, throw up on that board, who are our most interesting characters that we killed? Because this is a great opportunity to bring them back to do some weird shit.
2: Crossbones, everybody. I mean, I love, in the time heist in 2012, seeing the Hydra stuff behind the scenes was fascinating. Oh, yeah. I love how rich everything is. They really, like, yes, it's a love letter to the fans, but I also felt like it was a love letter to themselves in that, like, hey, look at this universe we created and all of these ties that we can put in. We and did we it. could have done three other time periods if we wanted, but these are the ones we decided to show. I love the uh, I could do this all day. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> like, that was so funny to me.
0: Gil um, Hydra.
2: Yeah. I, like, it's one of those movies. I'll watch this movie the rest of my life, and I can't wait for disney plus to throw it up on streaming which we know will be in the first year of Mm. disney plus um so i can just jump into that movie and start it at so many different points to watch over and over again like i'll watch that final battle probably once every month for the rest
0: of my life it's gonna be the live wallpaper on my desktop Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah. Hey, cutting
1: back to, here's here's the meanest thing I'll ever say against DC movies. Cutting back to, just because we were talking about that Cap moment, when he says to defuse the fight, Bucky is still alive, is that better than the Martha moment?
0: Yes.
2: I, I just love that Cap, there's so much, uh, like, meta-ness in this movie. And that is just such a moment where like, and it comes right after the, I could do this all day. Yeah, I know. Oh, how am I going to stop him? Exactly. What does everyone Cap always tease knows me knows how on? to defuse himself. Yeah. And it's like, everybody always gives me a hard time. I'll just say, Bucky's still alive. And he kicks America's own ass.
1: That's right. Uh, that's America's ass. All right, baby. And
2: I'll tell you, that movie kicked my ass. That was an emotional roller coaster of so many ups and downs. And it felt like the perfect conclusion to uh, the beginning of the MCU.
0: Yeah. I have just another couple things I want to talk about. One is, you know, we, we love Aquaman. My man. You know, who doesn't? So, my man. Uh, yeah. We compared in the Aquaman episode how his tone is feeling more like R- Ragnarok. But the original Aquaman was just a drunk dude who was reluctant to be a hero in a little rainy coastal town. So we're getting this full circle connection of Aquaman becoming Thor and Thor becoming Aquaman in these. I just wanted to make that clear that I noticed it. And I wondered if you guys did <laughs> as well. Oh, I yeah. wonder if he drinks Guinness
2: is what I wonder.
0: Uh, yeah, or throws bottles into the ocean. Um, I also need to shout out Scarlet Witch being a real G, basically taking on Thanos by herself. That was awesome. And yeah, is my that last the first note, time we ever saw her eyes light up?
2: Um, I think they lit maybe up maybe since age of Ultron.
0: Yeah, they lit up in mm-hmm. um Infinity War, I believe too. Um, mm-hmm. But at the end credits, this is my last note that I have here that I want to bring up is James Gunn gets an executive producer credit. You know, Incredible. after the controversy bringing him back for Guardi As Guardians of the Galaxy perhaps, right? He's Which is the name featured. of a comic book? Right right, it's a real thing, and I love that Thor is getting to hang out with the guardians. everyone knows who's in charge. We all know we don't need to say who we yeah who. we
1: all know we all know
0: <laughs> um, but James Gunn getting prominent e p
1: yeah, I thought that was awesome, and obviously very deserved. He introduced a lot of those cosmic characters, and I would say, like if it comes down to like the like the the ones and zeros of like why was he credited that way it's because of the Nebula character because she debuted so heavily in his film and obviously she had such a large role in this film
0: I'm just glad they corrected though absolutely brought him back in and said sorry EP James Gunn you're the man happy to have you back
2: and while we're talking about other directors I mean getting Korg back and having him wear something Mm -hmm. you would see on Taiga Watiti was so funny Uh, and happy gets a great moment with Morgan Calling back to the cheeseburgers uh, from Iron Man One, like that was such a funny. Cause remember, when he gets back, he wants a cheeseburger right away.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, all about it. Mike, did you know Morgan Stark is a real character? It's Tony's evil cousin.
0: Huh. Yeah. Isn't that weird? So he just kind of named. Do you think that cousin exists in this universe? And he just.
1: I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where the name Morgan.
0: Would Maybe have she come got from. snapped it came up
2: from Pepper's uncle. Oh really? Is that what they say? The In Infinity War. Because we knew his kid's name was Morgan since Infinity War. Oh, really? he says, I had a dream last night. It was so real. We had a daughter. We named her after your eccentric uncle. What was his name? Morgan. Oh.
0: oh I did not remember That's that. That's a good catch, Joe. That's the niche that you can expect to find on Nish to Hey, um, That's why I'm here. So I want to final thoughts kind of mention, you know, friend of the show, Jacob, also said what he thinks worked best with this movie was the fact that it brought out really strong character development character moments right and you know the stakes and i would have to agree i think what works best with this is the last action battle yes but for me what is the biggest triumph is the way it made me feel something for a bunch of comic book characters and i have such a relationship with them over the past 11 years they really made me feel those emotions and the weight and the stakes and it's all comes from the human element and that's what stan lee always wanted to explore was the human aspect of these heroes not so much their powers that's fun but the human thread and that's what this nails and that's why i love it
2: mike that is enough said i mean it is the tales of heroism that are a reflection of the world we live in
0: amen to that colin anything else you want to mention
2: it was funnier than i thought it would be
0: so much funnier i loved it I loved it, guys. And lastly, clanking metal. Is that simply the callback to Iron Man making his suit in the cave? Yeah, what do you think? Could be anything. I think so. Forging. I just think it's an Iron Man sound effect, but who knows? I think they
2: want us talking about it is what I think.
0: Yeah, maybe that's Morgan making a new Iron Man suit, you know, 20 years later. You know, could be anything. She
2: loves tinkering in the garage.
0: She does love being in the garage. That's right. And way to set up the helmet in the very beginning for rescue and then rescue comes to rescue. That's great.
2: One quick thought before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so m- looking forward to the MCU, we have Spider-Man Far From Home. Did all of his friends just survive the snap? Right. And are, are they half five of, years
1: older than him? Are yeah. they? Yeah. That's a great question.
0: Yeah, because they would be graduating high school if it was five years past. What are they doing?
2: Oh, yeah. They'd be, they'd be adults by that point.
0: Or they all got snapped and are just picking up high school now?
2: yeah we'll have to see I mean I would just be so happy guys if I got snapped and you guys didn't I'd be so upset <laughs> like if I gotta go and come back I would hope all of my friends were also the same age and it looks like might have just got a little bit of that Parker a lot
1: yeah truly
0: uh, that makes sense why he was so emotional
1: to be back Well, thank you for hanging out in this very special reaction episode, Normies. Let us know if you uh, like these, because obviously we'll try to do some more. And let us reach out and uh, give us some topics on episodes that we could do to react to certain movies or hot you know, new releases. Uh, And, of course, just reach out to us on all of our social media to let us know what other episodes you just want us to cover in general. And how you felt about Endgame.
0: Yeah, please let us know how you felt about Endgame. Again, also check out the YouTube. We're going to be putting all the episodes on there if you prefer that iTunes reviews are a very pleasant surprise when we get them. We thank you all for that. They help us out. This is Endgame, and it's the end of my game. I'm Mike. This is uh, Colin holding the gauntlet. Uh, Joe with Mjolnir.
1: I am inevitable. I am inevitable.
0: Run from it.
1: Okay, I'm about to snap, guys. Normies, thank you for listening, but uh, like we said, it is inevitable. (laughs)